Hey, welcome to another episode of Virtually Playable, the channel and community growing virtual reality by helping creators connect, build, and share. Today on the show, I've got Sonia Haskins, a VR and esports journalist and a community builder in the VR, AR, MR space. So welcome to the show, Sonia. How, how's it going? Sean, thank you so much for having me on today. And yes. everything's going just great, just very busy. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, in, uh, what? Uh, introduce yourself and uh, like, uh, where, where are you from? So I live in Northeast Tennessee, and that's the southern United States. Um, I am a mom. I have five children. My husband and I have raised about 100 foster children or hosted them in our homes, taking care of them. Wow. Children are a little bit older, and so basically when my oldest son was about to be deployed to Afghanistan, um, he was in the Army as a paratrooper. He was wanted to go to Best Buy, and I went with them, and he and my husband talked me into trying our demo, which was the Oculus Rift, yep. and I positively fell in love with it. And immediately, we literally walked out of the store. We purchased it right then. I was so impressed with the technology and just, I mean, it was literally like the commercial where they put on the headset and they go, wow, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that was exactly my experience. And uh, that was um, April, the first week of April, 2017. It's one of those funny things that you don't even forget the date. I know exactly yeah. when this was. And ever since then, I've been um, basically promoting, writing about VR, um, trying new products, going to VR events. Uh, I played on an eSports league for the first season. And what I do now is more focused on community building and trying to promote people that are doing great things throughout the whole ecosystem to help us get VR into the hands of do positive good. So there's so much good that VR can do. And so basically I like to highlight those people with articles and making contacts and, you know, things like that. Yeah, I think uh, you you post so many articles. It's it's amazing, actually. Your the amount of like output that you've you put out there. Um, it's really impressive. I just so. never sleep. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I never sleep. <laughs> and uh, what? Uh, which websites do you, do your articles get published at? So I was writing for V Respawn. I was senior editor there for quite a while, mm -hmm. and I now am writing. Um, I can write freelance for anybody that needs that. That's a, I love doing that. But mostly I'm working on building up an eSports area for VR Fitness Insider. Um, yep. If the That online on um, health and fitness, which fits in, ties in nicely with VR eSports and VR gaming. Yep. And so um, basically we're working to kind of build a VR eSports area with that. Ah, so, so it's really exciting. Yeah. Have you seen... Uh, black box VR? Yes, absolutely. I haven't actually been to the location yet in San Francisco, but yeah. I definitely am familiar with them for sure. Yeah, I saw them do a uh, talk about their product and uh, checked out their website. So black box VR is like a gym where you, you yes. go into virtual reality and when you're doing push-ups or bench presses, I'm not really a gym person, so I don't really know <laughs> the terms for all this. Um, it when you do these moves, it actually in in virtual reality, you're actually like executing special abilities and building up your stats and things. It was it looks really really cool. Um, yeah, I was actually telling my editor the other day. I said, um, 
the because you know a lot of my thinking i'm always thinking how can we get people in vr you know introduce it to them um let them see how awesome it is and then bring them into our virtual worlds and then how can we keep them there like encourage them to really enjoy their experience and utilize the tools that we have with vr and so like we were literally talking about black box and how I have never wanted to go to the gym. I don't, I just think it's incredibly boring, but I mm. would absolutely go to black box if they had one near me, because here's what I personally like about it. For some people, they might enjoy the, like you were saying, doing the, uh, the um, bodybuilding and stuff like that while they have a headset on. And that's really cool, yeah. but I'm really a competitive person. Mm. And so I was telling my editor, I said, you know, what's really neat is whenever we can get to the point where we can have like uh, tournaments and competitions and stuff so that people can see, oh, well, I lifted this much more weight than you did or whatever. And so I think that'll be really neat because it basically flows along with, you know, right alongside our esports concept where we're building VR tournaments and leagues and stuff like that. It's just another form of that. There are so many different ways that we can do the same things we've always done, but we can make them a heck of a lot more fun and more practical for people who want to do things and be healthier and be active and be involved in life in various ways. And I'm not just talking about health and fitness here. I mean, like whatever it is that we're going to discuss later as far as um, education, healthcare, that kind of stuff. Yep. But um, it's just really neat to see how all of that can be made a lot more appealing when you add in a little bit of and um competition with virtual reality yeah definitely my first experience with was with a vive well actually my very first experience with it was with a samsung in the samsung store and uh i basically i never mentioned that really but <laughs> the first time i tried a vive was a tilt brush tournament um where about 30 to 50 people got together there was three vibes set up and they cycled people through five minutes at a time and then, like, the, we got eliminated to the point where the the audience voted on who they thought had the best art in Tilt Brush. And, oh, uh, and, uh, right. <laughs> and that was, so that was my first experience with Sixed Off VR. And, like, I suddenly realized, like, we don't have to use the mouse and keyboard anymore. Not for, not for, like, you know, immersive entertainment. It was, I, I was hey. blown away by it. Um, and that, that sense of competition and knowing that I was being watched. It was a bit uh, nerve-wracking at the time, but uh, I I like uh, esports on the flat screen, and I'm really looking for looking for something competitive to play in VR. So, um, on that topic, like, uh, what VR games that are competitive do you do you play or do you uh, do you recommend or like what are you into? There, uh, <laughs> I, um two different answers there. There are a lot of things I recommend because there are a lot of fantastic games out there. And I do play a little bit of everything. I try everything, um, different experiences and games and such because I, I review things for um, publishers and developers. Mm -hmm. So there are many, many just fantastic games. But as far as what I play the most, I usually play Echo Arena or Echo Combat. Um, Echo Arena is probably my favorite game of all and that's a uh, ultimate frisbee and zero gravity yep. in an arena and that's from ready at dawn and the game is um just fantastic because the movement model in it presents so when well i mean 
really it does because when you go in there you can see your whole body like you have a robot body look at your hands and um you look at your elbows like you literally can sit there and just i look at my body sometimes in there my little joints and my little yep. fingers and things like that. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's absolutely amazing how real it makes it feel mm. like you are really there. So when I go into echo, when, um, here's a funny way to illustrate this. It feels so real. One, my team made it to the nationals. And so we went to California to compete in that event for VR league. Yep. They had, a practice time set aside for us and we were practicing and I was sitting there practicing with my team and suddenly somebody tapped me on the shoulder to tell me that our practice time was up. <laughs> my immediate thought was, who is in my living room? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally was so immersed in the game in the same place I always am. And because when you go in VR, you know how it is. It's like, I'm not in my living room. I'm in this virtual environment. Yeah. And so I was so into it. I really was thinking about me being in, you know, the echo, the echo arena environment. So when somebody tapped me, I just completely forgot that I was in California preparing for a competition. I was just enjoying the game and <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. I haven't tried echo at all. So I think I need to. You're missing just, out. You must yeah. I, I've, I have a vibe and I've never tried revive and now I've got a quest. So I'm looking forward to echo echo. Uh, what's the one coming to the quest? Is that Echo Combat? Um, Echo Arena Echo from Arena. Ready at Dawn is coming to the quest. Ah, okay. And then you might also be thinking of um, Space Pirate Arena. That's another game from a different publisher that's coming to um, the quest, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Uh, that's from a company called Illusions. And so yeah. I think that it looks pretty cool. Um, you know, they're just, honestly, I haven't tried that one, but there are just a lot of great games and the quest, I think personally, there'll be a whole lot of, um, new opportunities for that connect six coming up here next month, because, you know, that's the big Oculus event. So it makes sense that they would release or announce or whatever, a bunch of new games on the quest for that. So sometimes, yeah. you know, when they release stuff, they'll say, oh, here's the, It'll be available in a month or whatever. So I have an earthly idea when all that stuff will happen. But definitely, I think there will be exciting things happening there. Yeah, because in uh, last year, in 2018, they showed the Dead and Buried um, uh, fully, like it was a fully immersive combat arena where there were they, six players, I think, could move around. Did you try that? What was that one? Dead and Buried? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was so awesome. It was so much fun. And um, what's interesting about, with me doing an event, a uh, experience like that, you know, I actually don't know if you realize, like, I have some health problems, so I can't stand up mm -hmm. better. I'm actually doing really well, but um, my legs have a lot of damage because I've had blood clots in my legs and my abdomen a lot. And so mm. all the blood flow below my waist is actually collateral flow because the natural blood flow was clotted off. They're actually considering amputating my legs at some oh. point even. Finally, I was in the hospital for two months and then I was basically unable to walk for about a year or so. And then I was using a walker and a wheelchair. So it took about two years to be able to walk again because mm. the back and I had to get it like really blood flow there, natural, you know, back to normal blood flow and stuff. And it was just the most horrible, painful thing. It was awful. And um, I almost died and I was really sick for a long time. But 
you made it through. Because I do play seated. <laughs> I <laughs> do what? You you made it through, so it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm actually doing very very well now, partly nice. thanks to I would say mostly thanks to virtual reality because I started moving more again. Even though I play seated, when you even when as a seated player, you still move quite a bit. Yeah. So, basically. So how did you go with the the dead and buried? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Okay, what? Were we <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I knew there was a reason we were discussing. <laughs> so with dead and buried, for example, I don't move around as quickly as everybody else would. But you know, in those experiences, like with the quest, you can still see because there's a bit of augmented reality there. It's just the most amazing thing. So you can see what's going on around you. And so I really wanted to be moving around like my teammates and stuff, but I couldn't do it because I'd been standing up for two or three days straight at that point, walking yeah. in and doing interviews and stuff. So I, I literally went over behind a, like a box kind of thing. And then what the box turns into is like a crate beside the train track because there's a train track in the middle of the um, experience. Yeah. So, you know, of course there's not really a train track, but you think there's a train track there as soon as you have your headset on. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so um, the train track zooming by and I just laid down in the floor, mm -hmm. Sean, like I laid down in the floor and reached around the box and started shooting the enemies on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. <laughs> so everybody else was running around and standing up and getting shot and trying to hide behind the boxes. And I was just laying there on the floor, sniping them off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Have you ever tried? But next week. Now, yeah. next week I yeah. get to do um, the Stormlands multiplayer experience. So I'm real excited about that. So it's the same kind of thing, you know, the um, where you have several players in a large scale area and then you can wander all around with a quest. And so I'm really excited about that. Okay, cool. I haven't heard about that. I know of Stormlands, but I didn't know they had that kind of multiplayer. That's awesome. Um, my husband told me that had been released already today, so okay. <laughs> he better be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah it says awesome. it's coming to PAX next week. Cool, cool. Um, have you ever tried like Zero Latency, The Void, or Power Play, like any of those other... Yes. VR installation. Yes, I did. Um, I did. I'm trying to remember the one I did that's from France. I just totally forgot the name of it. Is it Blacklight something? No. Oh gosh, here I'll have to look it up. But the I did do the Void, and that was yep. really cool because um, the way you feel the you have the sensory input in addition to the VR experience itself, where you're seeing what's going on around you. Yeah, and so that was really nice. Yeah, I've, I I'm in Melbourne, which is where Zero Latency comes from. Um, their head office is over here, and uh, at the moment they are doing an esports game. Um, it, they've got three maps. It's a shooter, and there's objectives in the map in the in each map. Um, and and you're like a, a robot and it's a, uh, it's it's pretty, pretty cool, and they're really pushing it as an esports thing, trying to get people in, get tournaments running. Um, so I'll I'll be interested to see how it goes. Um, yeah, of course, I think it's really neat. Um, I did virtual games park, 
So I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's very, very similar where you go into a world and you can fight against, um, you know, robots and zombies attacking and stuff like that. So I do want to do zero latency at some point because I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, zero latency. Um, they've just upgraded their hardware. So for a while they were using something quite old, uh, but now they're using um, a much newer device from HP, I think. Um, so should be should be a much nicer experience now. Hey, it's Sean here. I'm just interrupting. I'm editing the clip right now, uh, but I just wanted to remind you that you should subscribe and you should join our Discord channel because we have about 15 people in Discord now, and that's that's great. But you can join and make the place a whole lot better. So uh, head to virtuallyhq.com, follow virtuallyhq on all the socials, uh, and uh, I'll see you around. Uh, something that you are doing at the moment is community building. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And yes. so basically, um, I'm getting ready to announce or launch very soon, possibly this weekend or possibly early next week, but it'll be within the next several days. Um, we are, I've already um, established the, the company. It's going to be a community builders company. The goal there is to have a LLC that will serve as a, basically a starting off point so that mm -hmm people in the community, whether that be um, casters or tech technological tech, sorry, or tech expert, yep. tech experts and um, different people who run tournaments, tournament organizers, tournament managers, that kind of thing. People who build communities like uh, community managers. And we all work together already. We already do this. And so what I'm trying to do through the company is to we can provide and sponsors. So let's say you have a big sponsor like maybe um, E or Oculus or HP, Intel, um, all these other players, went, uh, Microsoft, Samsung, all these different people yeah. that they want to do an event or they want to have something that's specific to VR. We're kind of... We're doing a lot of great things, but we really need a place where we can come together and have a VR event that tries to show how we build our communities. Because right now we've been appealing to people in the industry. Yep. We've been appealing to, for example, developers and content creators, that sort of thing. But what we really need to start thinking is outside of that group because we want to draw in people who um, who are the average consumers. And yeah. then once we draw those people in, we can show them how VR can affect or change or possibly impact their lives. And then once we do that, we have the next step of building the community so they want to stay there. Because I think everybody pretty much agrees and knows that VR is all about relationships and community. Mm -hmm. People say, well, you're just putting on a headset and that's taking you away from relationships or from the human contact. And I would say, oh, no, that's where you're actually wrong. This is for people who haven't tried VR that say that. I say the cool thing about VR is it brings us back to relationships and back to humanity more mm. than any technology we've ever had. Yeah. Presence. And so before, you know, we had flat 
2D screens and we've had phones and you can hear people and you can see people and stuff like that. But VR gives us the ability to hear, see, we can do all those things. And so um, it's really just amazing how the relationships are developing in these communities and they're very positive and we want to keep it that way. We want to see, you know, virtual reality environments to develop in a positive manner. And so basically there, there's a large group of us that for, you know, for a couple of years since two, three years since VR has started to become more mainstream and since they um, introduced the various leagues, because we have four main leagues right now, but there are several leagues that have started up this year or are preparing to start up. And yep. so I've talked with a lot of those people, but out of the, the main leagues that are already established, we have a lot of the same people who have helped or worked within those ecosystems. Basically, I have been trying to coordinate with all these people to have a community, a group of people that specialize in VR. That's what we know. We know how to put on esports events. We know how to draw in the communities and help those games grow because game. If you have a fantastic game, but you have nobody playing it, then then what good is that to anybody? And you know, if same thing with competition, uh, a competition with a say ten twenty thousand dollar prize pool, but you only have fifteen twenty people playing it, it's great for those ten or fifteen people. But what we really want to do is use those kind of events to draw in more people, more players. And then the other more important thing is. We want to make it so that they're trained and they're welcomed and they know how to play. And then they pass that on to the next group of players and people, the new players. They make them want to be able to stay in those environments so um, that we continue to grow these ecosystems and keep the good games coming. So we keep good games coming and keep them growing and we enhance those, those um, for everybody. And so yeah. basically that's what I'm doing with this group of people and I'm real excited about it. We'll announce some more soon so that we can start getting contacts made as far as maybe planning some events and stuff in the near future. Yeah. Well, I'm in, uh, in making a game and like marketing a game, community management is a big part of that now. Um, and some of the most successful indie games coming out, it's because of the way that they, they have uh, worked with their community throughout development. Um, (laughs) VR has this, like a real challenge where it's a really physical thing where where the best way to introduce someone is to actually be next to them as they try it for the first time. But, you know, running a VR event is really hard. And from uh, what you're speaking of at the moment, it reminds me of a conversation I had just a few days ago. Um, We were running our monthly meetup for VR in Melbourne um, and we had five people turn up. And we decided that, you know, we'd like to grow it. Um, it would be great to have, like, a, a regular place to have it, um, a place where the virtual reality headsets are always there, and maybe we could, like, rent out the space to people who want to use them to develop. Um, and now I'm, like, thinking, where can we do it and and uh, what sort of extra things can we offer? What, what would that event be like? So... Um, that's, that's all about, you know, get, and, and the other thing was that of the five people at that meetup, there were two, like 
developers really that have been into it for a while. There was me who isn't really a developer, but more uh, more of a marketing sort of community person. Um, and then there were two others who came to the event, this meetup, just the first time. They just found it online and they were interested in VR. And we, we realized great. that, you know, that we've definitely got to have that balance between uh, people who are in VR and like know everything about it. And then people who are just, just have that initial interest. And we've got to I... kick both of those, those groups. We've got to make sure that they stay in VR, stay in the community and, and keep coming back. So I, I think what you're doing sounds really good. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, what I'd really like to see, it would just be my dream to see us be able to and do these cool things and I mean I love going to stuff like Oculus Connect and PAX and stuff like that but far it just seems like there's a little bit of disparity um, you know Oculus Connect is for developers and you have um, PAX is more for I know there are a lot of great games there but you've got mostly flat gaming board games and cosplay yep. you have um, like the augmented world expo which is fantastic i spoke there earlier this year but it's um a mixture of augmented reality um virtual reality and mixed reality and so there was a lot of augmented reality which is great but we need some place to really focus on the virtual reality community side of things where we bring people into this ecosystem because so many of these things like i said are being geared toward the developers and so our goal with this group is to try to make something that consumer or the person who's interested in virtual reality or the enthusiast. I mean, you can have enthusiasts who aren't developers and that, that's a huge group of people that's very important because they're the ones yeah. that are spending money to support all these other people right now. Yeah. So for um, running a live event where people try and, and watch others try VR, what sort of experience do you have in setting up that event? Uh, like, have you uh, have you seen it done well before? Like, what what do, you, <laughs> what do you what do you think it takes to to run a really good live virtual reality like event with many people? Okay, there? let's see, Sean. This is starting to sound like a job interview here. No, so. no, cool, it's cool <laughs> no, I'm because I, I'm like thinking, you know, I I want to do this at, I'm just at this. On you. At my local library, and I'm like, how could I make this event amazing? <laughs> You're kidding. Um, okay, so I think there's several different things that need to happen. <laughs> First of all, you need to have good support, people working with you that can work together, collaborate together without um, um, things like that. And so we have that with our VR community already, I think. People that have already worked quite a bit together. And so what's really nice is... At this point in time, the communities are still so small. We All the leaders pretty much know each other to some degree. And so with me, sometimes I feel a little out of place, but yet at the same time, I'm very oh. much in place. The problem is that, say, community managers and things like that, who maybe they're over one entire community and um, the, you know, the, that's their role or their job. Um, and you'll understand this as a more of a, a promoter or media top person. Yeah. I actually, you know, affiliate with all those different people. So I'm not a community manager of one group, but I, 
I work with all the different groups and, you know, try to promote every single one of them and know so many of the players. Like I know most of the players, all the players that have been to the different competitive events. So sometimes it feels like a little bit out of place, but on the other hand, it's really always fun because most everybody knows me and they, you know, will say hello and say hello in chat groups and stuff when I stop by to visit. And um, so that's really cool. Mm. But the the reason I mention that is because you want a good support group. And basically, I think by working with all these different people, you pull together their skills and resources. So you don't have to know everything yourself because what you do is basically see what these other people can do. So you you pinpoint their skills and their talents and their gifts. And you say, you know, so my role in all this is that I, I very much will say, league is awesome they're doing great things and this person will make a good leader and so i'll promote them or the person who's right now trying to build the high school league or someone who's doing great things in the vr league or um, some other new leagues that are starting up and different things like that so i'll try to see what their skills are and encourage them and say you know you should really develop this and um like the vr master league i didn't have anything to do with the starting of that at all but yeah it quite a bit and so I think that's helped bring a lot of awareness to what they do and it's a community-run league and so there are a lot of very skilled people there it's one of the most successful leagues and so it's really funny and so you bring that together that's the first thing you have to be a manager the next thing is you have to um all those people have to have a common goal and I personally think that common goal with it being a successful event is to make your feel welcome and engaged. And so you want to, you know, you want to have your activities, your, your, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're exhibiting something or showing off new hardware games, whatever it is, you want to do all that. But at the same time, happy, then you have a problem. And so if you really focus on catering to the relationships of the people, then you're going to be able to, um, so personally, like in in my case, I think for community builders, what I can do is try to draw these people together and say, you know, each of you has relationship. Each of you has a relationship with all the people in your own group to bring you in to be the person who is the, you know, the overseer or the encourager for that particular group of people. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep spreading that on. Yep. So you know, every time you pass that on to somebody else, like, for example, it works that way with our training. If I, as a leader, encourage somebody under me who's over, say, the the casting part, whatever it is, then that person can then turn around and encourage somebody else who's doing another aspect or another job. It's important to just pass along the positivity. Everybody has a job, but yet you also have to have somebody in charge of all those people because you can't just have people going around doing things all willy-nilly on their own because then it won't be a very cohesive event. Yeah. Um, What about like for the people who are in VR, right, they can experience the whole thing. They can play the game. What do you think about like the people in the audience um, how do you get them more involved in what's happening in the game? Like, do you do, you show, do you show the point of view? Like, I had I asked uh, my community uh, like any questions, and one of the developers asked, um, "What do you think of like of more immersive ways of showing the player 
in in the in the game to the audience. So you know, like mixed reality, maybe the player is in a separate like a separate uh, room with green screen, green screen, and then what the audience sees is fully mixed reality with the with the player's body in in the middle of the scene. Like, what do you think of that? Do you think like that might be something that I we'll think see there in are the three different there there may be a couple of different questions here, but basically there are three different ways you can accomplish to show um the pl- actual player the the physical player with the avatar that you see in the game and so the first mm-hmm. way is as you mentioned mixed reality with a green screen that's a great idea for something like say beat saber where somebody can set it up they can do the same thing all the time and they already have it in place um if they did that with other games that's fine too but it's just a little more challenging in some situations to do that i, I don't think it's impossible yeah but most players, the situation would be that they just wouldn't be able to do that either for cost constraints or space constraints or whatever. So yep. that would be two things to think about that. Yes, you can do it. It's a great idea. But I don't know that most players would be able to do that. The next thing would be um, live events. And, of course, our goal here is to get people in VR to be able to fellowship and communicate and play with each other when they're not together physically, not in physical reality. So. The downside to this is we're contradicting what our goal is, which is being able to communicate and affiliate and do things, compete and all that in VR. But at the same time, like the way we did it with VR League and the way they have done with VR Master League, if you're competing in those events every week via um, online competition, then you don't necessarily have to see the player for those. And it's nice if you do, but you don't necessarily have to. And they come together at the end of the season for the LAN events. And so what happens there is the spectators who are present, be present, would see the people competing. So that's the second way they would, that you would achieve that goal. So like in Australia, for example, because it's a smaller country, I mean, compared to the U.S., like Hmm. massively huge. Yeah. You would be able to maybe have land events where people could come in and you could actually have spectators who would be able to come in and see the people competing. But the third thing is when they do that, you would want to have cameras on those players and the games need to have some of the best games have built in overlay. Um, well, I guess they do a, that. A, uh, like a spectator, yeah, where they, a spectator camera. Is that, I oh, think that's, that's the spectator cam. Yeah. You also have the overlays of the players onto the screen so that the viewer at home uh, can yeah. actually see what's happening in the game. And they also can see the presence of the physical player. So you've got the spectators there that can see them live. And then you have the people at home that can see the game itself with the overlay of the real player so they can see that as well. Yeah. So that can happen. And for you and your particular country, I think the second option, just having people play online and then eventually having some LAN events is a great idea because you actually probably could do that successfully because they wouldn't have quite as far to travel as, say, like North America, where you could go all the way from Florida to Alaska and it takes 20 hours, you know, <laughs> to fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um something i've i've written a, like a list of notes here that the questions to ask and at the top of my list is <laughs> the esport what are, the esports people the mainstream right non vr 
what do they think of VR esports? What what do you, what do you think? What's their perspective? I think there's a um it just depends on who you ask, quite honestly. Some of them have not tried it and you know, they're just totally immersed in playing their immersed as in involved. <laughs> not yeah. immersed like VR immersed. Yeah. But they're completely involved and dedicated to playing their flat games. And so they really just aren't even getting interested in VR. They're not giving it a chance, in other words. But what I will say is I have met more and more who, once they try it, even though they're still playing flat games, they will absolutely readily tell me, well, you know, we're still playing flat games, but we think that's where it's headed. It's headed to VR. Please tell people, you know, it's one of those things where why would you want to continue sitting here doing something in a 2D environment be immersed in a 3D environment and actually be in the story or in the game. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a matter of time before people, I think, change that mindset and start picking that up. There will be a day in the future. There's so there much. There will be a day the, in the future there when is... we look back on this and it's just, sorry, when we look back on this and mm. we're just like, you know, uh, 2D stuff. How did people do that stuff? And they just sat there and watched flat images on a screen. <laughs> yeah, I think there will always be, you know, there will always be the flat games, right? Um, but now you see how technology changes and, and people now use their, their phones a lot. And I heard the the keyboard referred to as a museum item. Like <laughs> that's technology changes the way we we, we use it. Um, right. And uh, I think that there's like so much interest from the esports crowd because they're so into games you know it's a big part of their life and so to be in the game is hugely appealing to them something that i hear sometimes is that they go they say oh i'll only play it when there's deep dive or when there's foot tracking Um, and, and i hear that a lot from just people who don't know much about virtual reality mostly people who haven't tried it you know they say Uh, when there's foot tracking, then I'll try it. So <laughs> what do you think about like the, the whole deep dive and haptics and foot tracking and all that extra stuff? What, what do you think? I think, uh, I don't know. There's some things that I really like, for example, um, like the void. When you go in and you have the ability to have the sensory input, I really like that. I think it's just a cool um, kind of, it adds to the immersion of the whole experience, the immersiveness. So I really like that. For me personally, having foot tracking, mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. And I like the idea of that for others. But since I play seated, it's not necessarily quite as something I would be thrilled about. For example, like yeah. there was, um, I did a uh, review of a product. It's called Walkover. But they um, attach little nodes to your legs. And I could even do this seated. It was really cool. But you walk. And so in the game, you know how normally like in VR, you would have to walk in. in, um, You would, let me think here. So like in VR, you would normally use a joystick or something like that to walk across a field in VR. Yeah. With With this product, for example, when these nodes are attached, you just walk. Like you walk in place like you're walking. And for me, since I was seated, I would just lift up my legs like I was walking. So I did it both ways. I stood up and did it. 
pretended like I was walking. I was walking in place and I sat down and did it. And either way, it worked just fine. But my point is stuff like that. It's really cool. And I think if people are, that's just a walking example, but with, with foot tracking and stuff like mm. that, if we think hand tracking and we can move our heads and like an echo arena, when I see my elbows and everything moving around as I move, I just think sometimes if how amazing all that is, we have real true foot tracking. I'm just going to be, it's going to blow my mind, but yeah, <laughs> so I definitely I, think it's a cool thing and I definitely think it's coming, but you know, there are a lot of things that are being developed right now that are already out there. They just aren't to the point yet where it's available for consumers, really not in a practical manner, at least. Yeah. And I have tried a haptic vest. Have you tried a haptic vest? No. Like if you, for example, when I was shooting things and they would shoot me, um, it would, like I was uh, zapped or something or, you know, I'd feel the impact. Yeah. And that, that was really kind of cool. I really, I think the void actually also did something like that. So I was shooting the stormtroopers and they were shooting back at me. And um, it was just the coolest thing to feel. Bluger is another one of the haptic vests, but it's kind of neat having that feedback there. Yeah. I think of it like eventually when that stuff gets really cheap or like quite easy to use, it'll be like just an add-on that people can. Sure. Can like, yeah. Like ready player like, one. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just something you don't need it, but if you have it, it adds to the experience because I think like, right. like when it comes to <laughs> these peripherals and foot tracking and like, you know, people have different preferences for locomotion. It's really just a design thing, right? You can still have a really fun competitive experience with just the three devices that we have now. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Immersed in that environment. So that's the real key right there. And then also I think just like getting back to that conversation about community, being immersed is essential, which they've achieved. And so now what we need to work on as a whole overall industry is just really trying to, of, we are in this as a community and we're trying to mm. build virtual worlds. And so we need to focus on as people come in, you know, that we, um, is treating it like real life because it's kind of, I mean, it's still real life. We're still real. We're still there. We're just virtually there, but it's yeah. still people and relationships and actions and games and experiences. You're still doing the things you do in real life. And so yeah. for people that don't do VR, sometimes that's hard to help them understand that. But people who are listening to this, who are in the industry, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. We have to understand that, we don't just want people doing these things once or twice or saying, Oh, that's a cool experience or that's a neat game or that was fun or whatever. What we want is to start getting people thinking we are as more of a lifestyle type of thing. So, you know, whenever I can, I could be doing interviews in VR or I could be studying French with a French teacher in France while I'm sitting in my living room in Tennessee um, you know, if I need therapy, this is a huge thing. It's going to impact mental health. If I yep. need to talk to someone, I can go and you can call a hotline. If you have a, a mental health need, you can call a hotline. You have an emergency, things like that. But 
when you do that, again, like we said earlier, you're talking to someone, or even if you do a video chat, it's video. It's very, very different when you're having a crisis and you can go into VR and someone can put their hand on your shoulder and they can say, hey, you know, I, you just look like you're kind of down today. Yeah. There in real life. And that's why it's so, so important. And it's, it's so much more effective than anything we've had before. So I think across the spectrum of everything we do in the industry, we really just need to make sure that we always can positively impact our yeah. lives and our world, people's lives. Yeah. So like we have to build the communities. I, um about the industry and like getting to know the people and are you are you going to OC six this year? Yes. Yes, ah, I will be there. Awesome. I'm so excited. Awesome. Yeah, actually, we're going to have our first meeting there of community builders. So, um, you know, following along these concepts and trying to get some ideas together for some VR events, specifically VR events. So if anybody's interested in participating in that, they can just reach out to me on Twitter or um, email. My email is soniahaskins.com. And so, or they can just do Sonia at soniahaskins.com. But um, basically... Anything's good. I'm on all the social media. So just reach out and um, let me know what their questions are, if they're interested in building communities, what they think they might like to do, how we can help them, what they need, that sort of stuff. Because really, the group is here to try to just grow these this whole environment. And I'll mention real quick, we don't have this... Um, we don't have this established yet, but we're also under that same name mm -hmm. forming a nonprofit organization yep. to be able to do some things specifically that would be nonprofit type activities because the, the, there is a difference in doing events for the consumer and having games and stuff like that there versus doing a nonprofit event where we really focus on Know, reaching different groups of people and diversity inclusion of course you want that everywhere yeah but maybe people who wouldn't be able to go to an event a, a large tournament or something like that um we just want to make sure that we make vr available to everybody in any situation so like for example high school students that would be an area where we could um maybe do some things in the nonprofit realm um yeah um just a few days sure ago, one of our uh, we have a new member who joined from South Africa, and he he posted in Reddit looking for uh, ways to uh, bring VR to high schools around South Africa, and he was like looking for help on like how to get hardware, how to contact Oculus. I, exactly. So uh, that's yeah, that's, that's the kind I'm of initiative. About. Yeah, that's that that's a really good initiative, actually. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And so if anybody's interested in that as well, we're going to be having a meetup at OC6. I'm not sure that that one will be in OC6 just because for that, the nonprofit, we want to make sure that um, anyone who's interested in participating in that or being on the advisory board for it, that they don't have to have a ticket to participate or to come in. So we'll probably try to set up something offsite. Yeah. We're still trying to get that worked out for next yeah. month i'm actually flying to oc6 so it's the first my oh, first time awesome. yeah it's my first time to america 
Um, and the first big thing I'm doing in, in virtual reality. So it's going to be really I'm awesome. I'm so excited for you. Do you have, <laughs> That's great. like, you've been to it before, right? Yes. Yeah, I've been to OC4 and OC5. Do you have any advice? Like, what's your top tip <laughs> going to that event? Oh, wow. Well, let's see. You mean as far as stuff you should do? Mm, stuff to do or stuff to bring? Um, let's see. I think for, for um, you don't have to bring a whole lot, just a change of clothes, um, yep. a camera, definitely bring a camera. No, I'm definitely and oh, here. and if you have a quest, bring a quest because a whole mm -hmm. bunch of us are. That yeah. would be fun. I'm already like testing my, <laughs> like what bag do I use so I can fit, you know. I've been walking around for the last few days with a backpack and my camera case because I want to see like, am I going to be comfortable over there? You know, can I do this or do I need to change <laughs> bag or something? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I'm getting ready. Yeah, so uh, those are the essential items. I would say, so see, here's how I pack, which is really sad because, you know, um, I used to be a mom and I would always carry a diaper bag with baby stuff. And now this is all I do. So basically my suitcase consists of a change of clothes. You know, you always have to have your fresh stuff and your toiletries and then everything I need for VR, my camera and my headset and <laughs> just all this other stuff is really my computer. And, um, I wouldn't bring a computer if I were you. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm taking mine this time. I may have to work some cause after I, see oh no no actually after i leave oc6 i'm coming home but um this next week i'm not sure if i'm taking my computer because i have to go to seattle and then i'm going to switzerland because i'll be speaking at the world xr forum wow yep so i think i need my computer there because i'm going to be gone two weeks and that's a lot of time to be away from work yeah but um but anyway back to oc6 definitely i would for you um try to come to the community builders um nonprofit meetup then also spend a lot of time talking to people like any opportunity you have to talk to people just talk to them that's advice for everybody because you'll meet people with the most amazing stories and you'll be able to find people to you know just become friends with and collaborate with and everybody there has similar goals as far as others and using virtual reality for good things in the world for positive um you know positive people's lives and so that's really cool um definitely try the demos what i would do is go to the more popular ones first yeah something so you don't maybe have to wait in the line as long and then also some of them make sure you know that there are a few that have um sign up lists so you want to check that on the first day mm -hmm. those will fill up and you if you do want to sign up for something of course, you might have to sign up on the first day, but do it on the second day. So, you know, it just depends. You want to make sure you get into whatever things you want to actually be able to do. All, all of it. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to the keynotes. The keynote, the keynotes have been good both of the times I've been. Um, and just a big thing. OC, the Oculus Connect is a great opportunity to... Um, well, that's what it is. It's about connecting. So even though you and I, for example, aren't developers, you know, we are able to do a lot of good for those developers and we all need each other. I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the fantastic games that are out there. Well, developers need people like us out there promoting their games. They need players to play the games, which of course we play too, but it's just one of those things where you need everybody that's doing stuff right now. Yeah. 
continues to grow and we can uh, reach people with this amazing technology. Yeah. 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 I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited you're going to get to go. That's really <laughs> great. And your first time to the US, that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Have you been to other countries? Uh, yeah. I've been to Philippines, Vietnam, and wow. Cambodia. So, yeah. Will you be here only two days or extra? No, so I'm I'm going there for ten days, and wow, yeah, if, um, most of the time in San Jose, and then um, uh, two days in uh, Menlo Park, and then two days in San Francisco. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, that's wonderful. Well, yeah. I will tell you too um, when you're in San Jose. California I was a little bit nervous because um well when you live in Tennessee you kind of think people in California are crazy and Mm -hmm. vice versa like people in California think people in Tennessee are a little weird and so um the first time I went out there I just had this totally different vision of what I don't know what in the world I thought but it, it definitely wasn't what reality was and so um that it is absolutely the most amazing place I've been now to a lot of places in California um, Santa Clara, which is near San Jose, and I've been to Los Angeles and San Francisco and a few other places for virtual reality. San Jose is my absolute favorite. If I were oh. ever to move anywhere over there, that's where I would go because it's the it's just a gorgeous city and the people are friendly and there's just plenty to do. Um, it's really an amazing place. I've been impressed every time. I've been over there several times now and it's just a city to oh. visit. That's that's good to hear because uh, I I had to split up my time and I didn't know whether to spend most of the time in San Francisco or San Jose. So I'm happy I've done, uh, figured it out the way I did. That sounds. Really you made good. a good choice because nice. San Francisco's. Um, it's good you can say you went there, but honestly, in my opinion, it holds nothing to San Jose. I don't know. It's just maybe me, but I love I love San Jose. I think it's awesome. All right. Well, I think that's been quite a good chat on esports, VR, and community. So, thanks so much for coming on the show, uh, Sonia. Um, I'm just, so just honored that you asked me. Thank you so much for having me on, Sean. Yeah, I, I'm so behind what you're doing, and I think we'll be uh, bumping into each other a lot in future. So, just again, <laughs> like uh, if we want to follow you, how can we keep up with what you're working on? So on Twitter, my tag is just Sonia Haskins. That's S-O-N-Y-A-H-A-S-K-I-N-S. Actually, I don't need to spell that. I think you, um, if you want to delete that out, it's Sonia Haskins. But you have the, you know, the little, whatever. You can put that on your description or whatever. Hey, <laughs> and, uh, um, you, I might just leave that in. <laughs> I'm bad one now. I'm like, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm just practicing spelling my name. <laughs> <laughs> And um, for for I'm on Facebook. I have an actual a page there. It's it's um, Haska Seven VR. Mm-hmm. Then those are really the main ways. Awesome. VRCommunityBuilders.com. It'll be VRCommunityBuilders.com. That is not live yet. Hopefully, I'm still working on the site, and it should be That's should cool. be live very soon. But they can check back there. Or for different places like VR Fitness and Satter, they can look there. Really, I'm easy to find. So if they need me, just look up Sonia or Hasco Seven or whatever. Yeah. That's my gamer tag. You are, you are and the, if they need, 
Yeah. You are the Sonia. If I need Sonya. somebody to play with, let me know. <laughs> I'm the Sonia. Yeah. That's funny. I don't All know. Right. Usually the Hasco more maybe, but I don't get called my regular name anymore. It's kind okay. of interesting. But yeah. although since I've been doing more consulting, I guess people have started calling me Sonia more. But in game, that I don't even think most of my friends would even know what my name was. Yeah. I've been through. I've had a few aliases, so I, I'm not really yeah. attached to anyone like internet gamer tag or anything all right so thanks so much for coming on the show sonia um thank you yeah, i'll definitely keep in touch with you and see you at oc6 i'll see you soon let me know if you want to play echo anytime i'll take you in there and we'll have fun all right awesome thank you so much all right well thanks for watching uh that was my chat with sonia haskins um going into that interview i didn't expect it to go so long but um she just has so much to share. She's working really hard around community in VR and esports. And uh, she's someone that I've followed for a while, and it's great to finally make contact. Um, right now, I don't have any other interviews lined up. So if you're working on something really cool that you'd like to share, or if you're just really passionate about VR, um, just get in touch. You can contact me at virtuallyhq.com um, and at virtuallyhq on all the socials. Um, I think I'm getting a little bit better with these interviews, but still a lot to work on. So thanks for watching um, and stick around because I think, I think it's the only way is up. Thanks.